Welcome back to the Eclectic Collection. Today is episode 104, Breathing Fire. And although I would like to do that, there's really only one, well, in the morning, I guess I breathe fire. I have some terrible, terrible morning breath, not going to lie. I just want to shave my tongue when I get up, but that's not what we're talking about today. Uh, Breathing Fire makes you think, I hope, of one thing only, and that would be dragons. Maybe not necessarily dungeons, but dragons, teehee. Um, it's amazing to me that they made a movie out of the game. I haven't seen it yet, but I have to do that. Um, dragons. They're basically large mythical, magical creatures that appear in folklore in lots of cultures worldwide, but I think you knew that already. Then the belief about dragons is really a big regional vary. It depends. Everybody's got their own take on it. Um, dragons in Western culture, pretty much since the Middle Ages, or if you want to get really technical, the High Middle Ages, really have been depicted as winged creatures. Um, they are horned. They're capable of breathing fire. Uh, you know, kind of Shrekish, if you will. On the flip side, in the Eastern culture, dragons are more of a wingless, four-legged, serpentine kind of creature with above-average intelligence. And I immediately think of the uh, Mulan little dragon that was Eddie Murphy. Of course, Eddie Murphy makes everything better, but um, that's what comes to mind. So uh, it could be a, like a Komodo dragon or like a dragon dragon, but there's a lot of dragons if you think of like Chinese New Year and things like that, but they're generally not flying creatures. So it is interesting the difference between the locales. Um, commonalities between dragons and their traits Usually, it's some sort of hybridization, if you will, of a reptile, maybe a feline, some sort of mammal, or like a bird or avian kind of creature. So they're all kind of put together depending on where they're from. Um, really, the whole uh, creature is first described in mythology, really through the ancient Near East, and they appear in Mesopotamia in art and literature. So that was a while ago. And then really stories of storm gods slaying a giant serpent that would occur throughout really all of the uh, Eastern and Indo-European mythology starts to pop up. And I start to think of like, just not necessarily, okay, so Godzilla is not a dragon, I guess. I don't know. He's like a dino, with, but he can breathe fire. But I start thinking about a lot of uh, just really b-movie kind of poorly dubbed uh shows space giants comes to mind when in the late 70s i used to watch this it was definitely a japanese made um tv show i used to watch it constantly and they had these robotic um it was like goldar silvar and like the little rocket dude it was like a mommy a daddy and a baby but they could turn into rockets it was crazy and then his friend could like ride inside it was super weird but they were out to like kill basically Godzilla type monsters and serpent kind of things that were evil. But they often came up out of the water. So it's almost this idea of um, it could be like a serpent or something that like was coming up out of the water that was bad um, or like, I don't know, a squid or something like that. But really, they're usually kind of Godzilla-esque looking. But some could be dragons, or they definitely breathe fire, even if it wasn't necessarily a dragon. But they were definitely an Eastern uh, look and an Eastern um, uh, show, and 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 that was TV. So and there were certainly movies like that as well. There's stories with the whole like storm god thing. If you like, think about Pacific Rim. That was like a modern day example, although it's not really a dragon. But again, you could kind of twist this to make it whatever you want, depending on the body. Scholars actually dispute if the idea of a dragon originates 
from uh, this variety of hypotheses. Some people think that there's like 13 different actual people that have 13 different thoughts on where dragons came from. That's 13 too many for me, and I don't like the number 13. But they actually sat down and hypothesized, like, hmm, where do dragons come from? Which is crazy to me. Um, the earliest attested dragons, so people are saying that they saw them, etc., uh, had the resemblance of snakes and basically attributes of snakes or that serpent kind of a look. Now, again, was it just a big snake? I don't know. Probably not like the anaconda when you're talking about medieval times, but uh, they attest and swear that they saw this. I don't know. This was like a billion years ago. Um, I'm not a big dragon fan. I just like the cool one in Harry Potter and the one at Disney. The steampunk dragon, I'm down with that. Although the one caught on fire in Fantasmic, but I think they're patching him up. So I just think they're cool looking, but I can't say I'm like, ooh, give me dragons. And it kind of goes with the whole Merlin thing and the whole mythology thing and the medieval thing. So I get it. And with this fantastical hype that's going on, I mean, it'll never go away, but each franchise can bring it back. Dungeons and Dragons, obviously, I mean, hello, it's in the title. That's like a thing now. And that was resurged from the 80s. And the game, I will give it to kids for creativity of playing that because it was all really in your mind. And you had to have a decent imagination, which I think, do kids even have imaginations anymore? I don't know. Your phone tells you you do, but then it tells you what to imagine. So maybe not. But anyhow, um, see what I did there? Anyway, I just think that there's a lot of that, certainly with like the Harry Potter stuff. That was huge. You saw a big surge of it with, um, you know, back in the day, like I said, it was just Willow and things like that. But now you've got this whole bit of um, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So there's a lot of this just fantasy, mythical kind of stuff going on. And it's, you know, these franchises are huge, so they're not going to go away. If anything, they would build on them and you might see even more dragons. Um, images and all around the world. I mean, people claim that they've seen them. Uh, or that they know what they look like. So how do you know what it looks like if it doesn't exist? Very folk knowledge. Of course, things can be exaggerated. Just the whole idea of living reptiles. I really think the Komodo dragon, which is like a little, I don't know, it's like an overgrown gecko, basically. Um, iguanas, alligators, certainly are real crocodiles, you know, lizards. So that idea of kind of putting them all in this amalgam becomes really what a dragon is. Um, just kind of a little monster uh, but from that, and, you know, again, Asia, Europe, and African folklore are the mainstays, but certainly we've adopted it as a thing in, in the Americas because of uh, probably pop culture. Uh, dragons and dragon motifs are really in literature from a long time ago, uh, been written about in the fantasy genre, continue to do so, and they're mainly children's literature uh, that you see it, but it could come up every now and again. The 18th century... There were actual critical thinkers. Um, Dennis Diderot was the one that they uh, talk about here. And, uh, you know, they being the Internet. But, um, you know, that place where you can find information. When I was a kid, we went to a big place called a library and it had books. But, you know, encyclopedias forever. That's all I'm saying. Supposedly this Dennis guy was asserting uh, that too much literature had been published on dragons and um, basically he was a critic of it and said that, you know, they're not real, get over it and stop. <laughs> it was really the only person to go on record saying that. I don't think anyone else cares. They just kind of accept it as part of the lore. And I'm all for, you know, the random creature invention. I mean, I love vampires, so I'm not going to complain about that. And it's the same idea. So um, if kids want to believe in dragons, that's fine. Um, Komodo dragons and the little lizards and iguanas are real. And you could argue that they call it a Komodo dragon for a reason. So, And there's what? Snapdragon plants? So the word shows up a lot. Dragonflies, 
Um, you know, so pretty cool. But I'll stick to my little Shrek and steampunk dragons and be happily ever after with them. So um, I got to go watch Dungeons and Dragons because I just haven't seen it. I'm very curious to see what they did with that. Go Chris Pratt. All right, if you liked what you heard today, then check out eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or listen to us on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.